if you are in a relationship and there's a guy who's like, oh my God, yeah, for sure. You're my homie. We're friends. We're friends. But he's single. I'm pretty sure that if you were to ask him, hey, I've been thinking about you lately. Would you want to come over? Like 90% of the time, he'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And vice versa. But is that a true friendship? I don't know if that's a true friendship. Because one person's always going to want something more. Hi, Heartbreakers. So today I'm wrapping up a very busy week for Interstates and Heartbreak. This episode recording was my third one within the span of seven days, but I was equally excited for it because I have two amazing guests. I'm interviewing Jen and Julian of X Appeal Podcast, and I'll let them give, you know, the whole backstory of how they know each other, but the hook is that they used to hook up and now they're just friends. So fascinating discussion around whether men and women can be friends truly and how that dynamic changes when you've hooked up versus when you haven't hooked up, boundaries that come into play when you start dating somebody new, really great stuff. And I was really just drawn to their podcast the moment that I learned what it was about because for anyone who doesn't know, I myself also recorded a podcast with my ex. And I mentioned it during this episode. You might've heard me mention it in previous episodes, but I realized at the time when this comes out, it'll be, I don't know, since it's in advance, I'm not sure, like episode 89, episode 90, those episodes were 11 and 12. I actually even had to go back to double check and fact check myself of how long ago they were. And if you're interested, they are called How to Date an Introvert Part 1 and Part 2. I think I've told the backstory of how I came to interview this ex on a different podcast, but I'm not sure if I shared it here. So I'll give you the long story short. I was at a hangout, Will and Denzel, two of my high school friends who have both been on the podcast multiple times were there. And this ex, Nick, was also there. At the time, I was in no way planning to ask Nick to be on the podcast. We had broken up not extremely recently, but still somewhat recently. And he'd also just started dating someone else. So it was kind of like, that seems a little awkward. It just didn't cross my mind. But Will and Denzel bring it up in front of him. And he's like, Oh, my God, that's so cool. And I'm pretty sure he actually offered to be on the podcast. So despite the fact that it had a lot of potential for awkwardness, I did it for the content. And I was like, even if it's a train wreck, at least it'll be a good story. And so we interviewed together. And the reason why it's two episodes is because our whole recording session from start to finish probably took about seven hours. We weren't recording the whole time. I think it was four hours of recording when everything was said and done. But yeah, it was wild. I feel like it's very different in tone from a lot of my episodes for a number of reasons. But one of them was I off the bat was like, okay, can we like drink beer while we record? Typically, I don't do that. Like sometimes if I'm recording in person, I'll have like a glass of wine. Oftentimes I don't even finish it just because I'm very engrossed in the conversation. But I think I was just kind of nervous about the potential for it to be uncomfortable. So I had a few beers. And unfortunately, if you listen to the podcast, you can definitely tell that I start to slur my words a little bit. And the only reason why it didn't go 
totally off the rails is because at one point we like stopped and left and got Mexican food and had like burritos. I did not do that on the mic. So don't worry. You don't have to listen to me chewing carne asada. But yeah, it was just like a whole event. So if you're looking at it and you're like, why the hell are the episodes an hour and a half each? Like who has time to listen to three hours of content from one person? Just know it was four hours. So I saved you a whole hour of us just bullshitting and riffing about stuff that I thought was hilarious, but probably nobody else cares about. Also, if you really just want to hear the backstory of our relationship specifically, definitely just listen to part two. Part one is great as well. We talk a lot about what it's like to date as an introvert. I learned that he does not really know what an introvert is. And so I have to kind of explain that. And we get in a little bit of a debate about it. And it's a great discussion, but it's not until part two that we talk about how we met, first time we hooked up, why we broke up and all of that stuff. So yeah, you know, if you are newer to the podcast and you haven't gone through the archives, hopefully that's a fun re-listen for you. And just knowing all that context please have some grace if the audio quality is not quite up to your expectations. Anyway, I just thought that would be a little fun trip down memory lane for anyone who didn't know about that history. But with that being said, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. I know you're going to love the dynamic of Jen and Julian. So let's dive into that. Hello, welcome back for another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. Today, I have two very exciting guests. I have Jen Lommers and Julian Samani on my show. They are the co-hosts of X Appeal podcast. But before that, they actually, you know, used to date and have a relationship, you know, that was less than platonic. And so I'm really excited to dive into all of that, hear about the genesis of their show. And yeah, just welcome them to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you both for being guests. Also, Jen wanted to say, you know, happy belated birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 38 and feeling great. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, I thought it was 48. Stop it. (laughs) You look neither 38 nor 48. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw you went out to Soho back to the basics. Oh my God, I had my first girls' night in months and it was so great. God. We got dinner bought for us. We got free drinks. We got, I mean, wow. This guy who came up and ate one of our meatballs off of our our, <laughs> our table, legit. He just like walked up, grabbed a meatball and ate it. And he's like, sorry, not sorry. And then we started talking. It was like the best wow. approach I've seen in a very <laughs> long time. That is bold. That's ballsy. However, my friend Janelle noticed that he had taken off. So he had his wedding ring on when he approached the table. He went to the restroom, came back, wedding ring was off. Wow. I didn't notice that he was wearing a oh ring in the God. first place because I'm so not observant with that. But some people like really do pay attention. And yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, no, she's so good. She's a G. She really is. Like he was grabbing, he grabbed her at one point, he grabbed her hand and she said, you're not allowed to touch me like that. <laughs> <laughs> right in his eyes. Love, I love your friend. And I was like, Jesus, someone's gonna get stabbed. Yeah, but she's married too, no? She's married, and then he goes and sits on my lap, and I was like, "You gotta get off me." I'm like, "Get off me!" I got a family at home. Please, this is not gonna work for me. Wow, <laughs> I'm not the one. Did anyone call him out? Yeah, we both called on him out on having a wife. Yes, yes. So my drunk friend Lauren, which you can tell she gets drunk when she says something spicy. She was like, I'm going to call you out right now. (laughs) And she said, you were wearing a wedding ring. And then you went to the bathroom, came back and you took it off. And he's like, did I? 
I'm like, what? How do you no. not know this? Oh my God. I do have to say, though, that sometimes I wish I was a woman just for that. Because you guys get, like, I've never had anybody pay for my English. Yeah. A random stranger pay for it. And one day I was with a homegirl of mine. We were at Laurel Hardware. I love that place. Yeah, this dude started hitting on her. We're having drinks. He's like, hey, I'm having reservations. Come eat with us. And then she's like, I mean, sure, but I'm with my guy friend. And he was like, yeah, bring him. The dude paid for the whole dinner because he was interested in her. So I ate for free. That was the one time I ate for free. Listen, we as women have to deal with childbirth, body issues, in our own heads, and hormones, and everything else. So the least that you guys could do. Yeah, at least you deserve a free meal. You deserve a free meal. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's making up for the money we spend on clothes, hair, makeup, all yes. of that. So. Yeah. It's expensive. It's expensive. It really is. Oh my gosh. So I'm really excited to have you both on because any longtime listeners of my show, they'll know that I had my ex on the podcast a while back. But the fact that, you know, like, okay, we did an episode or two together. That was like child stuff. You guys have a weekly show. And so I would love for you guys to provide some background for the listeners on like how you met, how your relationship evolved and kind of how you ended up being friends and now podcast partners. Yeah, we met on Instagram. Yeah, we did. We met on Instagram. But I don't really know how. Like, I don't know how we got connected. We followed each other. Each other. I don't remember who followed who, this to be honest, but it doesn't really matter. We followed each other. But then the first contact I remember was because I was coming to New York with my father. Yeah. And I remember you were there. And I think at the time you had a man. And I was just reaching out to know if you had any cool spots to recommend for us. And I remember you offered to try to get us tickets to either a show that shot in New York, maybe it's Jimmy Fallon, or or some type of sporting event. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. And I had a connect there who never worked out, and I was frankly only offering because I thought you were hot. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. And that connect did not work. I was like, oh, that girl's actually not that plugged in. She was. She's really not that important. I guess she doesn't know anyone. Oh my god, jerk. <laughs> 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 so that kind of got us to talking and but then it was never really nothing really came out of that and then i don't remember how the you probably ended up being single and then just more open to talking yeah yeah at some point i whoever i was seeing we broke up and then we started talking i guess more on dm a little bit more yeah and then i came to new york yeah to see my friend ricky and we had a night out and she took me to some weird bar in uh, the Upper East Side or something where they were playing live rock. It wasn't was weird. Really cool. It was it was a bar where they played live music. Ooh, <laughs> so weird, right? So weird. No, no, it was a cool bar. Nobody was playing all these songs I didn't know. They were playing, okay. It was 80s night. It was like a, a live band that was like a, they just played like all 80s hits, like okay. Journey. Okay, that sounds cool. Uh, Guns N' Roses, you know, weird music. Yeah. <laughs> Really out there. And Julian didn't know any of the words of the songs because he's French and didn't grow up in the U.S. during that time period. I know a few, but not. Like, I got excited. I was like, oh, I know this one. I can sing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every 10th song. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we were, like, making out at Soho House. I think Was it Soho House? No. Some, we went to some another place after that that was, like, Ricky's spot. It's, like, Grand or something. I forgot the name of it. And then... Uh, Oh, it was called Soho Grand. Oh, okay. That's see, that's how that's how many drinks I had that night. 
And then, yeah, we were pretty hammered. And then you lost your phone and uh, the magic happened. Oh, yeah. No. Well, that I took you back to my place, I think. Well, yeah. And then I lost my phone not once, but twice. In one night? I lost it that night. And then I got it back <laughs> and I lost it again. No. <laughs> All in like a time span of like three days. Like it was awful. Oh. I'm like, this guy probably thinks I'm a total flake, like three brain cells in my head. <laughs> amazing so how long ago was all of that from like the point you met to the point where you actually hooked up in new york well the first time we actually met in new york is that same night Uh, yeah oh okay so you didn't end up meeting the night when you like tried to connect him to that first place okay no no that time no no. that was at least a year before okay wow you're in the making yep and so that was like the from the time we hooked up that was what oh my gosh like five years ago six Five years ago? Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. No, six years. It was a while. It was a while. And then we just, you know, continued talking when I moved out here and hooked up a a few more times. And honestly, Mm -hmm. we became kind of like friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. But then it kind of evolved to like, I actually really like Julian for more than just what he looks like. And I kind of got those feelings like, I want this person in my life kind of long-term. Soccer. But as a boyfriend, I don't know, both of us probably wouldn't be compatible in that way. Okay. So we just kind of transitioned. We had been talking about, like, it. our relationship sort of got to a point where we were openly dating other people. Like, and we would tell each other stories about people we'd be dating. And, like, anytime I was going through a hard time or a breakup, I would always go to him for advice because he knows me like that. So almost like, a, is it me or give me some honest truth? And yeah, and, and a lot of times he would. I mean, he would say some really tough things that I think nobody else could have said to me because they didn't have that experience, that romantic experience with me. So he kind of knows the deal there. And he became my go-to guy for like what's going on in my in my dating life and vice versa. I don't know if I was your go-to girl, but I know that if anything was happening in your world, both of us would kind of talk it out. Yeah, it was nice to have somebody from the other sex to actually uh, bounce off ideas on what was going on. Because I think, like, as guys, if we like a girl or if we're if we're interested in them, something's off, we go to our boys. Like, bro, this is happening. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I always thought, like, who else is better than giving you advice than the opposite sex on when you're dating? So I think this is that's where... That's kind of like what sparked it all. And I like the idea of, of being able to debate and also just offer a different perspective. So like Jen would be in her head about something and I would be like, well, no, the only reason this is happening is because as guys, we see the situation this way. He's actually like, whatever, if he's saying, okay, cool, it means that, okay, cool, you'll see you tomorrow. It's no big deal. And then when it worked out, and um, one day as a joke, like, man, we should really have a podcast because we spent like an hour talking about this stuff. And she learned a lot. And I also learned a lot about where, how, where women was coming from, where she was coming from, uh, from a point of view. And then I think we just said a joke. And then eventually the pandemic hit and we're already like six months in, eight months in. And we're like, if there's a time to do it, it's now. So we did it. Yeah, I feel that. So I have to ask, because Jen, I know you said like, yeah, I like Julian for more than just his looks. Like you like his personality. Clearly, you guys like each other's personalities quite a bit. It's been kind of a longstanding friendship. And 
I feel like your dynamic just raises a lot of questions like that people might have had about their own situationship. Like if we get along so well, we have chemistry, we're attracted to each other. Like why can't we work out as a couple? And it sounds like you both kind of mutually came to that decision. So I would love to hear what made you think you might not be compatible long-term. You want to start? I think we're just different. We're just different. Like, I think you can get along with someone and be attracted to them, but then realize that deep down at your core, you're just not a match. That has happened to me multiple times, and I'm sure it has happened to you too. And we tend to shut people off because it doesn't work out. But in that case, the, the friendship or the connection we had was stronger than just us brushing it away. So we ended up kind of just keeping that alive. But what was nice is that it just happened naturally. We never really sat down and said, hey, we're not meant for each other. But we still like each other, so we still be friends. It kind of just naturally evolved that yeah. way. I know that I'm also, I think Jen is, might be more traditional. Like, she might bond with more people romantically than myself. And my views on long-term relationships are a little bit different than most people. There's, I still know a lot of people that see like me, especially like French friends of mine, in terms of how they want their long-term relationship to be and their partnership to be. So I'm not like, I don't, not everybody will, will see eye to eye with how I want my relationship. Whereas more people will see eye to eye with her. With you, I was like, I could see us maybe dating for a while, but it not going anywhere. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. And if I don't see like a payoff or like any kind of future there, then, and I can see that with you. And, and I know you're probably in a different place now with your current girlfriend, but back then I didn't think that you were. So I kind of, there was like a part of me that just kind of shut down when it came to like opening myself up to him to like anything more. Plus I I didn't want this to be a fleeting thing. Julian's proven himself to be a really legit, like good friend. And those kinds of people are hard to come by. And when you do find someone like that, like I do my best to keep them in my life. Yeah, I respect that for sure. But I would love to hear more, Julian, about you and the fact that you said your relationship views differ from a lot of people's. Like, in what way? That's so funny because I was talking about this with uh, I have a, a French couple of friends of mine that have been together for, like, I think, 12 years. And they're so free, one from another. They're so free in a sense of, like, they're both, they're together, they live together, but they're both their own entities doing what they want, when they want, and then if they can make it work together for productivity, they do it. And that's kind of like how I, what I aspire in terms of my, the relationship that I want. So the example that I could give you is like, she was going back to France, like the dates were December 5th till the 26th, right? She's like, I want to go back to France that time. Her husband was like, I... The dates work better for me if I'm in France from the 20th till January 5th. I feel like a lot of couples would be like, well, no, if we're going to go to France, we should go together. Like, we've got to make it work. So, we, so we should, there's no way I'm not going with you. But then there, she was like, all right, well, I'm going to these dates. I'll be there till the 25th. We'll be there on the 20th. We'll spend five days together, and then I'll come back here, and then you, you do your thing over there. Obviously, <laughs> they don't have kids. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't. <laughs> Must no, be they nice. Don't. Yeah. It's true, they don't. But that freedom... It's kind of like what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm also not necessarily big on marriage. This is more of a European thing where I don't really understand the point of it. To me, having a kid is a bigger commitment. And if I were to get married, I would like to, for it to be later 
in my relationship where we've already had a kid and we've already living together and this whole thing, right? So that obviously not everybody is okay with that, which is fine. I'm very also non non rules. I feel like people have these rules about you know we've been together. We just talked about it in our podcast like milestones. Like we've been together for two years. If we haven't moved in together, then that must be an issue. To me, it's like if we are together and things are perfect and we're having an amazing time and five years down the line, we still have our own apartments, but we're happy this way, that's fine. I'm not going to question my relationship because we haven't taken the next step the way everybody has. If it feels right to move in after six months, then let's do it. But if it doesn't, we're five years down the line. We're very happy this way. So I think I'm a li- I have less, I put less stress on myself as to how I want my relationship to be. I don't have a set example of what I want, but I also have these little things where I'm like, ah, I want the freedom and whatever feels right to me. Whereas generally speaking, people kind of have a little bit more of these rules that they want to have when it comes to yeah. it. If we're serious after three years we've been together. If we've been together for about two years together and now we've been living together, it's going well, then, then if we're not married, then something's up. And if we're not married, then, then no. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess, Jen, because you get so much advice from Julian on your dating life, have his more like liberal approaches to dating, like have they ever impacted the way that you approach your relationships in any way? In some ways. But I, I usually don't really advise you to do what I do. I, I usually, I feel like I usually just advise you to stay true to how you feel. And yeah. Like, look, if, if it bothers you that he's not doing this, then just say it instead of like playing the game. or. But he'll also give me like hard truths. So like, and we talked about this in the podcast too. My sex drive was like was shot during pregnancy, which happens. And you kind of advise me like, well, just because you don't want to be touched doesn't mean that you can't touch him and make him feel good about himself. Because it's a big psychological pit to your ego as a man if your girlfriend or wife doesn't want to have sex with you. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, even if it is like driven by hormones and during pregnancy. So he kind of advised me to do that. And yeah, I gave it a go and the relationship, you know, got a lot better from there. But I feel like communication was open at that point. But I do, I get in my own head about a lot of different things for a lot of reasons. And I think that Julian's really good at pulling me out of that space and giving me some perspective. That's awesome. And that's very solid advice. I feel like not every friend is like open or honest enough to give you that direct feedback. So I yeah. think that's super valuable to have. Yeah. I have no issues with that. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you how She's it like, is. like, we business partners. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What about you? So for Julian, on your side, what advice have you gotten from Jen? Maybe that's like stood out as being really like insightful. I think it was more about how to, necessarily like handle certain situations with people yeah. that were that I wasn't really into or if I had like to end something <laughs> right due to a specific problem and I remember Jen helping me how to word it properly yeah. so that it wasn't coming so off so abrasive yeah abrasive because <laughs> I, I mean I speak obviously fluent English but sometimes my the words I choose are very harsh or they're just like it's just kind of like you know, I don't know the alternative way to, to say it. So, and also how to say something in a more appropriate way so that the discussion doesn't go south and then actually it becomes productive and it ends the right way. And yeah, so you don't wind up like hurting someone's feelings. Yeah, yeah, while still coming my, my, my message across, you know. 
Yeah, you could be like his Cyrano de Bergerac, but for breakups instead of romance. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so kind of going back to when you guys realized, okay, it's not necessarily a compatible situation for something long term. And Jen, you mentioned like you would talk to each other about the fact that you were hooking up with other people. Being totally honest, like were there ever any pangs of jealousy or where it's like, okay, this is kind of awkward. Like we were hooking up kind of recently. It's weird hear about it happening with someone else or was it just kind of like not a big deal from the start I think at first for me yeah I definitely got some jealousy pangs I was like oh why is he into her and he wasn't like that and you know things didn't like didn't work out with me but at the end of the day like I don't know I got to a place where I just wanted him to be happy and I wanted and when my love life was working out then I wanted his to work out as well so both of us are kind of like in this happy place it maybe wasn't so selfish on my end. But for, yeah, it's, for me, it was like kind of ego driven. Like, what is he seeing in these girls? They didn't see in me. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's all it was. And once I realized like the immaturity of those feelings, I was able to move past them. It's very natural though. I feel like it would be hard to not have those feelings whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But Julian, you kind of shook your head. Like you didn't really have that jealous aspect. Yeah, I'm not a jealous guy. It's hard for me to be uh, jealous, be jealous about stuff. So, no, once I heard about it, I was happy for her right away because in my mind, I was like, oh, we're not together. It, it didn't work out. And I want her to find someone that, that works for her. So, like, when she met her current partner, I was very happy. And when she got pregnant, I was generally very happy. And I didn't have that little jealous moment. Oh, yeah, when we were, like, that far into it, of course, there's no yeah, jealousy. Even at, like, the, even at the beginning, I was, like, interested. I was yeah. like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh, what happened? Yeah. I love that. So I kind of had to go through this with my current boyfriend. He, like, came down to, like, San Diego with me for Thanksgiving, and it was the first time, so he was meeting a ton of high school friends he'd never met. And so I'm, like, preparing for this trip, and I'm like, oh, fuck, he's, like, going to meet this guy who I, like, hooked up with on and off for, like, a few years. You know, he hasn't really had to encounter this before. And so we had a discussion about it just because I was like, maybe he doesn't even want to know. So I said, in theory, we might see this person. Do you want me to, like, tell you about him? Is it not a big deal? Would you rather just be like, I don't want to know anything? And he's like, yeah, I don't really care, but I guess, sure, if you want to tell me who it is, then you can do that. So I did run into him, he met him. And then I was like, okay, that's the guy I like hooked up with. That was the first time I really had to deal with that. And so I'd love to hear like, how do you guys go about revealing the fact that it's like, oh, I have this business partner, we used to get like hook up and have a less than platonic relationship. I know you're both in committed relationships now. But before when you were still just like casually dating people and starting to get to know people, at what point would you bring that up as a point of discussion? I would never bring it up. Yeah. For, well, I also want to say your your the way you approached it was like perfect. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Because it's like you didn't force him, and it's like it's true. A lot of guys don't care. It's just like yeah, I come up with I have that exact same discussion with my girl where she's like, if we enter a restaurant and there's a girl I hooked up with that I even hooked up with once, she wants to know who, where, when. <laughs> and every time I'm like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you. Why not? Like, I don't want. No, it's my past. Who cares? And then she's like, you're telling me if we walk into this restaurant and there's a guy hooked up with you, wouldn't want to know? I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the, sometimes for guys, the less we know, the better. I said maybe men and women are different. 
like that because yeah, I want to know everything. So I had an ex who I actually got in trouble for not telling him, which is why I was so like, okay, let me just see his preference. And it was like the same guy actually who we met. So he was down in San Diego. We go out for New Year's even at the end of the night. He's like, have you ever hooked up with any of those guys? And I don't know why he asked because there wasn't any flirtation between me and this other person. It's not like there were weird vibes he was picking up on. So I was just like, yeah, like I did hook up with this one guy. And he was like, I feel foolish that like, I didn't know this going into it. And I'm like, why? Like, would you have been rude to him? Like what would have changed? Yeah. So red flag. Yeah, I guess everybody's different, but it's it's definitely, it's a nice way to give the choice. Like, do you want to know? Do you not want to know? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Jen, you say you're, you know, you don't tell, you'd never tell the people. No, I mean, not at first. Like, it depends on how much that person means to me. Like, Jared, you know, my boyfriend and the father of my son. Yeah. Like, and not to mention, I mean, I do this podcast and he, he's well aware of it. He does not listen to the podcast, which I think is a good idea because I kind of put myself in his shoes, right? Like, what if he were doing a podcast with somebody he hooked up with and that person is like ever present in their life? And, you know, you kind of talk about your past every once in a while and certain things like resurface. I wouldn't like it. I definitely wouldn't want to turn it on in the car and like listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, I kind of keep him at arm's length and, and he's happy to do that. But yeah, I mean, if it bothers him, he doesn't say that to me. I just know that he doesn't want to listen to it, which is fine, fine by me. I think it like, it doesn't complicate things. Like I think it probably would be if he were to be a regular listener. Yeah. I think everybody's different. I like to hear about, exes i like to know who you've dated how long you've dated what were the problems there what were the good things i don't know i think it helps me understand the person more but that's where he and i differ he does not like hearing about exes me talking about exes so i don't know why but maybe julian could answer that question i don't know i think it's a guy's thing yeah because i have the same discussion with with my girl she yeah. listens to the podcast as soon as they come out <laughs> and if she had a podcast with her ex i would not be listening <laughs> right yeah, so yeah. but I would you not be listening because you don't care or because you just don't want to hear it yeah i don't care it's just like it's your it's your past it's your thing it's it's I also feel like it would be weird like she's not in the entertainment industry mm. why do you have a podcast with your ex like no <laughs> like that would be weird. <laughs> I think like some people, if this is something that you're actively pursuing, I, I would understand why having that. In our situation, I think it makes sense. I mean, I'm in the entertainment industry, Jen is too. Having mm -hmm. a podcast is also just an added bonus to our resume. It could mm -hmm. lead to other business opportunities. So, mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense for us. And then on top of that, the, the subject is great. It makes sense for us. But like, I think of like, an accountant having a podcast with their ex. I'm just kind of like, what's really going to on? Listen to this. Yeah. Like, why, why are you doing this? Where's the base audience? Like, where's the core audience that you have? Yeah. There? yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, this is not your avenue. Why are you doing this? It's, it's, it makes me think of like, it's the same thing as when I see an accountant on Instagram, just posting lingerie pictures. It's like, you're not in that <laughs> world. You probably yeah. look good in lingerie, but why are you posting all this? It has nothing to do unless you're actively pursuing a laundry modeling career. This I understand. So I think they're, that's probably why I wouldn't want to necessarily listen to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As to me, I, yeah, when I first dated, when I dated here and there, I would never, I, I talk about it. I'm proud of a podcast. 
So if the conversation yeah. comes up like, oh, you know, what do you do for work or what's your week looking like? I'll say this, this, this. And then I say right away, like, oh, I have a podcast with a girl I dated and talk about relationship and we debate topics. And it's just kind of like, it was kind of like, you want to date me? This is coming along. So if you're yeah. not fine with it, you're going to have to be fine with it. Yeah. I set that, that tone from the very beginning in my relationship. I was like, this is a part of who I am. This isn't going away. I've had to compromise myself career-wise for other relationships. I'm not going to do it now. I've grown. <laughs> so if you don't like me doing this, then you're not going to like me. And I feel like it's a good indicator of how secure somebody is. If they freak out and they're not comfortable with it, yeah, it's not going to work out because this is part right. of the package. Yep, exactly. In the past, have you guys ever encountered people who are jealous of the fact that you have someone who you're still like close friends with, but hooked up with? Yes. In past relationships and not having anything to do with Julian, but like in a couple of years ago, when I was living in New York, I was living with a guy and my ex-boyfriend who I had maintained a friendship with had texted me about something and he saw the text message and just asked a bunch of questions. And I know it comes from a place of insecurity, but you can't discount that when you're fighting with that person and living with them. Like you have to work it out. So it has been an issue in the past, but I've, anytime it does come up, I always think to myself like, all right, well, this person's got some sort of deep insecurity that I'm, I'm not going to blend with, or this is just not going to be compatible for me long-term. Have you ever been able to kind of, I mean, obviously it didn't work out with those people, but were you able to work past the jealousy or was that kind of the thing that wound up being the demise of your relationship? Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. It always is. It always comes back to those same insecurity issues, right? Like it's just a symptom of a bigger problem and it's going to resurface in different iterations, whether it's like, you know, you get attention when you're going out together at a bar or somebody from your past sends you a text or they see that you've liked someone's photo. Like no matter what it is, the root cause is insecurity. And that is a core problem mm -hmm. in a lot of relationships. And have you ever found that maybe in the case of some of those people, like I always wonder if you're so insecure and so untrustworthy, are you projecting in terms of like, oh, maybe you don't find yourself to be trustworthy. And so you assume that like your partner couldn't be. Oh yeah. Gaslighting. Absolutely. It happens mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people who are like, oh, there's no way that like men and women who are straight and could be attracted to each other could be friends. It's like, there's something sketch going on there. If you like really don't <laughs> uh, think that's possible. But this is where I'm like, I think men and women who are attracted to each other can be friends only if one of them or both of them are taken. If they're mm. both single, there's no way to be friends. They can only be friends after they've hooked up and that attraction has been fulfilled or whatever it is. Like, Interesting. I don't think before Jen and I hooked up, I don't think that we could have actively be friends, both singles, mm -hmm. single and go out and be friends and nothing happens. It's easier once we've experienced each other and now we're like, okay, well, the attraction is now gone or for the extra reason that we've experienced it, it's not right for us. Mm -hmm. I, think, I do believe that men and women, if they're friends, it's by default. It's because one of the other is does not want to move forward with hooking up. So That's fair. If, if you are in a relationship and there's a guy who's like, oh my God, yeah, for sure. You're my homie. We're friends. We're friends. But he's single. I'm pretty sure that if you were to ask him, hey, I've been thinking about you lately. Would you want to come over? Like 90% of the time, he'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And vice versa. But is that a true <laughs> friendship? I don't know if that's a true friendship. 
because one person's always going to want something more. It is. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I, I think it can eventually develop after years of one of them knowing, or like even if you're both single, but you're, one is attracted, the other one's definitely not. I think one person just says, okay, well, this is never going to happen, so I'm going to stick with that. But is it true, true, true friendship? I don't think so, because to me, true friendship would be the same friendship that I have with my boys, and I don't want to sleep with any of my boys. <laughs> exactly. There's not okay. that, that underlying like hope or tension or potential disappointment. Now that I think that with Jen, now that we have passed this, I do think we have a true friendship because I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure her and I could go on the most romantic trip to Italy and nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like closure yeah. there. It's closure. Yeah. It's done. So in a way, being friends with your ex to me is in a weird way, a little bit better as a new partner. It's like, I'd rather you're friends with your ex because you've already experienced this. You know, it's not working. So there's less chances of it happening than some random. Yeah. I think the opposite of love is not hate. I think the opposite of love is apathy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right? When yeah. you genuinely don't care what they're doing, who they're with, whatever, I think that's when you know the feelings are really gone, like truly, truly gone. Yeah. Like, I think to your point, when you can hear about them dating someone else and you're not like, oh, like, why isn't that me? I'm jealous. That's when you know. But I'm really like trying to think through this because I'm thinking like, okay, if my boyfriend, Michael, if he were to be like, oh, I'm going on a trip to Italy with my ex or, oh, I'm going on a trip to Italy with this like girl I've never hooked up with. I don't know. I feel like they both bring up like separate questions of like, okay, maybe yeah. he's totally past it, but he was attracted to this person at one point. It could like have a resurgence or like, yeah, maybe he's never seen this person in this light before, but this trip could bring it out. I don't know. But also, I'm talking from two single people's perspective. Yeah. That's, like, obviously, okay. if That's you fair. are in a relationship, no. Nah. Both of them it, yeah. are not. Well, if it, no, but for real, if, it, if it's one thing that I learned, especially after going out like this past weekend and getting to see the life that I used to have, I am now fiercely protective of the life that I've made with Jared and, and our baby. So there's literally nothing in the world that I would let destroy that kind of love and life that we've built. Yeah. It's like you really value that. And so yeah. a random fling isn't going to take precedence over that entire foundation. Exactly. And to be perfectly honest, like I still think Julian's an attractive person. Like I, but the fact that we're not romantically linked anymore doesn't change that. But now that I'm in this beautiful situation, it's just but the parameters can... that I've set for myself with everybody. Yeah. I think you, you could find some, you can admit that somebody is attractive and still not be attracted. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like when you see that. some of your movies like, oh yeah, they're, oh, they're so hot. Doesn't mean you're, you're into it. Yeah. They might not be your type, but you can appreciate that other people would find them attractive. But it's funny because I have a bunch of, I have a few girls that I've dated for three, four, six months that it just didn't work out. But, but because I guess we ended in a, in a respectful way, we're in great terms. I still follow them on Instagram and I see them. I have another friend that she ended up having a baby. It didn't work out. Now she has this new man who loves the kid. and I can see everything. And sometimes we'll check in sometimes on Instagram. I love it. I love it. I'm like, I'm like so excited. And if I run into her on the street, we'll talk. What I think is preventing both of us from actively hanging out still now is because she is taken by men and I'm taken. That is where we start crossing the line of disrespect with the partner. 
because society right now says you shouldn't, that's not something you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, if we were both single, she had a kid and, and I know I'd be like, yo, let's go grab coffee. I want to hang out with your kid for a little bit. Like we hung out for six months. It was awesome. It didn't work out. I'm still a great person. You know, I don't have any issues with, we can hang out without hooking up. Yeah. It's like a very evolved perspective, I think. One that I think more people should have, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that part of Julian's, you know, evolution with that is maybe because you you are European. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like a cultural mm. difference. Whereas my yeah. evolution with that came from experience and, and probably age, too, a little bit. Yeah. And also, so my father always says, always talked about this. He says, he doesn't understand people that like shit talk about their ex. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's like, if you shit talk about your ex, you say, oh, my ex is such like a, a this and a that. It says a lot about you. Like you spend time with them. Granted, mm-hmm. sometimes you can get played by a person and not know who they really are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to me, being in good terms with somebody I hang out with means I picked somebody good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It means I made the right choice. This person's a good person. I like this person. I think it tells more about who I am, too. But it also tells the person you're currently with that you have no, like, residual anger or feelings toward an ex. Like, I pay very close attention to the way Jared talks about his exes, and he always Mm -hmm. talks about them very highly. So it tells me that he has overall respect for women. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important. Yeah. But if you're spashing your ex, it's like, well... I'm the one who's dating you now. What are you going to say about me if things yeah. don't work out? Yeah. Like yeah. whenever someone describes all their exes as crazy, it's yeah. like, that's a huge red flag. It's like, no, one. maybe you're the crazy one. Yeah. You're the common denominator. Yeah. But sometimes, and like, I think about you, Jen, and one of your exes that, you know, you were married to in that situation, I wouldn't judge you for talking bad about them because oh, of what happened. No. Right. So like, it's a healthy balance. It's like yeah. Yeah. You have the right to also say, no, this person's an asshole because they played me and they did this and this and this, and I don't like yeah. them and I'm fine with it. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah if you're, it is a balance. It is. If you're like in an abusive situation, you're entitled to have certain feelings. So I, th- I think that's okay. But I, w- I would be very careful if I were to give advice to someone who's dating somebody new. I would be very careful on the way you talk about your exes around mm-hmm. that person because they do pay attention. Yeah. I feel like it's been a hard balance for me too, having a dating podcast, because I feel like a lot of the reflection I've done is based on my past relationships. And so I don't like hate any of my exes, but I feel like, you know, sometimes there are times where I reflect and I'm like, yeah, they weren't like necessarily a shitty person, but we were a bad fit. And like, it was kind of on me to not realize that earlier. So there's a lot of reflection and I try to be very careful and not bashing them or saying they're horrible, but more being like, you know what, like, I wouldn't be in this relationship again for X, Y, and Z reasons. And like, right. this is how I've learned from it. Exactly. You take lessons from it. And that's for whatever it's worth. Like that's something that they gave you. Mm-hmm. And I do, I I'm thankful for every shitty experience that I've had with men over the course of my life, because I think it's made me very well aware of what's bad for me. Yeah. It is. It is nice not to have a your own kind of dating podcast in a way it's kind of like therapeutic you start to learn i know that since mm-hmm. we started our journey and i mean we've had a lot of experts on and, and like people from the kins institute and people that like you know are well well versed in whatever topic we're debating but i realized they had just bouncing off ideas and like talking out loud of my views and how i see relationship and and hearing jen's point of view and then debating 
I feel like you learn a lot about yourself too. And you realize also like kind of like what you need in a relationship that mm-hmm. it makes you a little bit more self-aware I think, than a lot of other people. I agree. When I first started doing the podcast, like I do the editing myself. And so I just did like a bunch of episodes back to back to back. And I heard myself say the f- same things in mm. like back to back episodes. And I was like, huh, like this is a pattern. Clearly it's something <laughs> like I need to reflect on and break if it's something I'm complaining about week over week. So it's been yeah. really enlightening. You do yeah. you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. So before I let you guys go, I wanted to play a quick game of would you rather. Yeah. And so would love to hear both of your perspectives. It's all things related to like exes. Okay. Okay. So would you rather date someone who has zero friends of their desired sex or almost exclusively friends of their desired sex? I would say it'd be easier to date a guy who has zero female friends. (laughs) It would just be easier. But (laughs) I have to say, if the guy I was seeing had exclusively female friends, I'd be like, are we sure (laughs) that we are straight? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be my very first question. It's so rare, especially for straight guys to have like so many female friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I would go with same. I'd rather no friends in the opposite sex. I think same as well. Because you know how the male brain is. Yeah. (laughs) At least least three of those friends want to... I think so. Would take her up on the opportunity. (laughs) Okay. So, Julian, I guess this question now in hindsight isn't as like targeted to you because it's more from the perspective of someone who wants to get married. So they admit that they thought they were going to marry their last ex. Would you rather date that person or would you rather date someone who says, I actually never have seen myself getting married before, but like maybe I could consider it? Actually, it works for me too. I'll tell you why. Hmm, okay. I prefer somebody who thought they were going to marry their ex. Mm, oh really yeah because it means that you at least are open to the possibility of getting married yeah i mean i feel especially like i'm 38 now if you are my age or close to my age and you haven't been through like a big time relationship then maybe i don't know from my perspective it's just speaking from my perspective then maybe you're a little bit immature in in your relationships or how you conduct yourself in relationships i don't know Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i look at it Really? It's so Because I feel like if somebody admits to you that they've never really wanted to be married, but now they're actually thinking about it thanks to you, isn't that like, makes you feel so special? No, I'd be like, oh my God, really? It doesn't make me feel secure. I'd be like, oh, well, all right. Well, I'm glad you're open to it finally after how many years? <laughs> like, <laughs> And how long is it going to take for us today before you want to get married? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would be like, is this really what you want? You know, are you like maybe saying it because you know, I want it? Like, are you going to go back on it because you've never had this desire before? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I would go with the same as Jen, like somebody who thought they were going to get married with their ex. Just because to me, who isn't necessarily thinking about it, like, I'm more the second person like, eh, I'd be open to it down the line. Mm -hmm. But somebody who isn't thinking about it, that's a good way for me to, to be like, well, you saw, you thought you were going to get married, didn't work out. So mm-hmm. how about being in a relationship and not thinking about marriage and just enjoying mm. it? Yeah. It would be kind of like to prove a little bit my point. Interesting. That's interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather that your date's ex comes up in passing on your first date together, or you realize I've been dating this person for three months and I know nothing about their ex. They've never mentioned them at all. Hmm. God, that's a good question. 
I feel like Jared is that person. Like he's, he's the guy who doesn't talk about his exes Hmm. and like kind of waits for me to ask. Oh, interesting. And I don't think it's because he's hiding anything. I just think he just doesn't like talking about it. And he's like, what's the point? It's in the past. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess I'd prefer that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like Jared. Mm. (laughs) So would you prefer someone who's the same? So somebody who doesn't talk about their ex or somebody who does? Mm-hmm. On the first date. On first yeah. date, it comes up. Uh, yeah, I would wait a little bit. On the first date, if you bring them up right away when you're trying to get somebody new, I'd be like, ooh, are you, are you over this? <laughs> yeah. You know, but like three, like a few months in or a few weeks in just to share whatever happened or why, like if somebody is like, well, the reason why I reacted this way because this happened to my ex made me feel this way, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, okay, yeah, we can talk about it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, my boyfriend brought his ex up on the first date. And normally it would have been a red flag. It actually probably still should have been. But I found out later that I was the first date he went on after his breakup. So, mm. okay. Yeah. What did he say about his ex? He was just talking about the fact that he was new to online dating. And so ah. I was like, oh, like, were you in a relationship recently? And so it kind of okay. came up in an organic way, not him being like, yeah, my ex used to do this all the time. Right, 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 right. There's definitely a way to bring it up. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the last would you rather, would you rather realize that their ex shares a striking number of physical traits with you? So you look really similar (laughs) or you look literally nothing alike. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, on one hand, it would mean they have a type. Mm -hmm. And I understand that I can relate to that. On the other hand, it's like, ooh, are you going to like me long term? Because I'm so different. Yeah, but it's also that one is also, oh. Yeah, I look nothing like your ex. No wonder it didn't work out with your ex. You know, you're seeing it as questioning you, whereas I'm seeing like, oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. It's like how how Kanye is now dating girls who look like Kim Kardashian. Oh, oh my God, yes. I think there's like some <laughs> weird, there's, yes, I do. I think that's like a weird, you're trying to recreate the, the relationship that you had. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would prefer being somebody who looks totally different from mm-hmm. the ex. Yeah, same. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I think it also makes us feel a little bit more like one in a million, you know? Makes yeah, like, yeah, a little more I mean, special. Yeah. Yeah. Special. yeah. You don't want to think like, oh, they're just like copying and pasting me into their yeah. love life to yeah. replace someone else. Yeah. Yes. Well, this was an amazing discussion. Very insightful. Thank you guys for being so open. And I'm sure people will want to check out your podcast. So can you plug where the audience can find you? Yes. So we are on Spotify and Apple and Instagram and YouTube, actually, X Appeal. So our, our Instagram is X Appeal Podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. I should know this. X Appeal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run the account. So. <laughs> yeah, X Appeal Podcast. And if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. If you want to listen to it, it's like Facebook. I know it's um, Apple and Spotify. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I will link to all of those. Thanks for having Thank us you. on. This was fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. this was really fun. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.